And we're back for another episode of Hard Not Life, the podcast that is dedicated to the new core of hip hop. You know what I'm surprised by? It's what? about we're about 21 episodes in, and nobody's ever questioned the fact that I continue to say that there's a new core of hip hop. <laughs> I'm allowing I'm allowing you to to fly your horse as far and as wide as you want it to go, sir. I mean, thank you. I'm but just a I'm guest. Saying, same fuck all y'all niggas i'm talking about like the audience and nobody's ever said like yo that nigga tripping the core of hip-hop is still rapping and shut up it is now the business the brand and the balance between authenticity and, and entertainment and of course we are supported and powered by one of the most authentic clothing lines ever oh Shout out to Classic Material NY and the big homie Carlos. And yes, would my co-host like to introduce himself? Hey, what's up? It's DK Marco, New Jersey's Juggernaut. And I just got to say, I kind of miss Raucous box sets and the artwork that would be on the outside of Raucous Records. That's all I wanted to say today. Shout out to the best executive producer in the world. Top 20, top 20. Top 20. Damn, I need a new co-host. New co-host next week. <laughs> but shout out, shout out to the most talented man in in the universe. Modern Marvel is here. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Top 20. I mean, I think <laughs> top 20 in the universe is still pretty good. Word, word. You know, two weeks in a row. Would you like to introduce yourself? Of course you don't. But just say hi. Hey guys, uh, I'm still Melton. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. select screen out now. All digital streaming platforms, and you can get on his Bandcamp. Shout out to our returning guest for another episode. Can't wait to hear what she has in store for us. Would you like to introduce yourself? That is very kind. My name is Miss Al Boogie. I do things. Me and Miss Al Boogie are in a band, and if you go to her YouTube page, at uh, YouTube page, you search Miss Al Boogie, not only can you see her dance, and you can see us be in videos and do covers of really songs that you like. And I am your host and moderator. I left myself a last and almost forgot. Lion Goodman, the Lion of Bed-Stuy. That's it. And we're back for another great episode. Uh, and we're definitely interested in what our audience has to think about this. This one was kind of spurned by a once great label, but now a joke of a company, Tommy Boy Records. Tears, cry emoji. No, ain't no tears or cry emoji. Tommy Boy, why are you out here trying to take money from hip hop? Great, fam. Chill. Renegotiate Re the deal. Renegotiate the streaming rights and just stop playing. Stop holding people hostage. I mean, that's why I'm crying because they put stuff on streaming and I can't listen to it because I refuse. Also, y'all did a deal with my homie and y'all never gave him the proper promotion that y'all should have. Now, I'll be in Planet Fitness watching a video that me and Milton are both in wondering if he getting his goddamn rights. Royalty. Royalties. There you go. Well, no comment. Keep shining. I didn't know you were in a video. I was the cameo king from uh, 
<laughs> oh, 07 to 2011. The underground, the underground cameo kingdom. Facts. Every video. Big facts. Wow, what a pleasure but to sit next to you. And considering how Tommy Boy Records is potentially destroying their legacy uh, in 2019, we I wanted to introduce yet another series. Um, I don't really have a name for it yet. This is possibly like a retrospective. Not sure yet. We're just, just going to roll with that and uh, talk about what is the greatest rap label in the history of genre. We have some parameters that we have set. Well, there's some parameters that I have set. We are not going to talk about the big three that essentially owns every bit of music pretty much in the world. Universal, Warner, and Sony. And we're not talking about labels that are of repute in hip-hop but do not have a majority of rappers in their lineup some that come to mind are interscope that you know have had really big impacts in rap but also uh explore pop and r&b among other genres of music the kane marco would you like to go first with your choices all right so the first two were very easy, and I, it came to me immediately. So the first one is Def Jam, easy. Really influential with hip-hop becoming a mainstream thing. Uh, set out on the first big hip-hop tour with, I believe, the Beastie Boys and Run DMC uh, and LL Cool J. And right there, you have three of the greatest to ever do it. Um, you go through the history of Def Jam and anybody who's ever been important like not everybody but most of the people have been on Def Jam if I say Def Jam I also get good music and I get Rockefeller records easily at their peak so I get Jay-Z, LL Cool J, Brun DMC, Kanye West, uh, Ludacris just so many people not only that the thing that makes me keep saying Def Jam is just that they're consistent they were there in the beginning they're there now even if they're not at the tippy top and they're not pushing the envelope of hip-hop the way that they were in the beginning, they still are consistently churning out people and artists with hits over and over again. So when you look at longevity and hits, I would say heads and shoulders above the rest. Um, my number two is Aftermath, and that's just because it, it seems as though they're kind of like the West Coast version of Def Jam, not saying that they're based in the West Coast. I'm not sure if they are or not. Y'all got you guys can correct me. But um, I get Dr. Dre once he left Death Row Records, which is still an amazing Dr. Dre. And if I get Dr. Dre, I get Eminem, D12, 50 Cent, G Unit, TDE as is currently uh, situated. I get Anderson Pack. Um, it's insane the amount of talent that has gone that has gone through aftermath and it somehow still rises above the rest even though dre is sitting on people's albums and there are a lot of careers that went there and just died and went nowhere <laughs> you just think about rakim rakim has an album on there that's never coming out uh my man joel ortiz has music there that's never coming out um buster rhymes 
Busta. <laughs> no, he put out he put out an album there. Truth that was Earth. before Aftermath. Uh, but no, wasn't Big Bang Theory on Aftermath? I don't believe Genesis. So. Genesis was on Interscope, and I think uh, Aftermath. Okay. Back, back on my. Uh, yeah. Busta was mostly Electra, and then I don't, like um, he joined Aftermath in like '04. Was it that? I'm yeah. sure. But either. Nah, he did, no, he was on Electra for a he long time. He did a mixtape either 04 or 05 announcing that he was on Aftermath. Yeah. Uh, but regardless, uh, the fact that this label can still be up this high and doing so much, I believe the term is fuck shit, it just, it just speaks to like the all of the success that they've had. Now, the third one... I, I just also want to say that yeah. only when you said TDE, only Kendrick is signed to uh, Aftermath. Okay. The rest of the roster um, is signed to Interscope. Okay. Which might be a better idea for the other artists because you only have two labels taking you mean, your cuts while you mean Kendrick you're not has signed three. to one nigga to sign to another nigga to sign to a third nigga and that's bad luck. That's that's Kendrick. <laughs> that's Kendrick. He's signed to TDE, that's yeah. signed to Aftermath, it's that's signed, signed to, to Interscope, while everybody else is signed to just TDE and after and Interscope. But it's funny. That was a Kendrick this this whole time. Oh shit. Or, or it's funny what happens when you pay your producers on time, which it seems like Aftermath kind of does, and Cash Money does not. <laughs> so, that's all I'm going to say. one of my top three. I feel terrible. I heard, I heard um, Tony Braxton come for Birdman just this weekend, so I'm not really afraid of him anymore. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Birdman could have me killed. But one, is he going to hear it? And two, he got much bigger issues. But well, I'm my, sorry, your third. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> my third one is actually really, really hard because there are a bunch of different options. Like, now that you mention it, and now that we got all the jokes out the way, Cash Money kind of could be there. Bad Boy could be there. And so could uh, Death Row Records. And I really don't have a response and I don't really know what direction in which to go. So I'm going to just have an amalgam pick and then come back later and make a definitive choice. That's cheating. Yep. Choose. All right, I'm going to just go with Biggie. No, I can't choose Bad Boy because he did everybody dirty. Bad Boy's fun. No, did he do him dirty or did he not read the contracts? A little bit of both. Fem, I don't care. All I want to say is all the R&B acts that were successful on Bad Boy had to leave Bad Boy, had their hit album, and then come back, dog. Like, who had their greatest success on Bad Boy other than... 112? No, other than Biggie. Who had more than, like, a one album run? Janelle Monet. Ooh. She did But the first album wasn't a banger like the way the second one was. Is she, is she still on Bad Boy? She is. Oh, okay. Well, I feel like 112 had some hits. I, I hope they were Just still that with first uh, album. They left, they left and they came back. Oh, damn. All right. So. Also, Sean. You might end up having to take the L for Diddy and going to jail. That happened to three different artists, dog. Damn. Moon, G, Death, and Shine. I'm just saying. But Shine is the. Shine, Shine is the only one directly related to Diddy. Not to mention Black Rob. I'm just saying they have a terrible no, track record. You know, so I, that's jail. more like, in, yeah, <laughs> of him of him signing goon ass niggas. They read the contract. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. 
so we just we'll just leave it at an amalgama- amalgamation. Yeah. Melton, would you like? To, could you go next? Sure. Um. Funny enough, my first pick is uh, Cash Money. What? Yeah. Sorry. Okay. For like one of the greatest labels, a hundred percent. True. We're in 2019. They're still rocking. Yep. They they do have their third. <laughs> this is their this fourth generation. Yeah. There's the Hot Boys era, then the Lil Wayne era, then the Drake, Lil yeah. Wayne, I Nicki mean, Minaj the, the era. Yes. Like, you can build Jacque, all this. Jacque, yeah. whatever that little. I have been like, unable to avoid them for the past 15 years. Yeah, Drake, oh, Drake, Nicki, and Lil yeah. Wayne. Also, they signed Limp Bizkit. Oh, my God. Melton. <laughs> Wait, was it? Never mind. Let me quiet. Good Charlotte was Rockefeller if that was what you were thinking. Your 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 next choice. Number two would be uh, Stone Star. I just want to. Who are your favorite rappers on Stone Star, Melton? <sighs> they're not rappers. They're all producers. <laughs> I love Homeboy Sandman. I yes, love Homeboy Sandman. I mean, Hi, Angel. So so you're saying like that later. one of the greatest like labels is based on. Homeboy Sandman. I'm not no, saying that. No. <laughs> I was just no. asking. More specifically, <laughs> it's, it's Mad Lib and the Mad Villainy album. Not to mention. Yeah. Well, Ma- Ma- Mad Lib's Quaz, Yes, can we, even, can we even give them credit for uh, Dilla? Because they only put out one. Okay. Dilla. Hold on. <laughs> no. That's what I'm saying. No, that's what I'm saying. I like, mean, can't even give them any Dilla. The Donuts. And post everything that's been on. Well, it, it's Donuts and Champion Sound. Dilla was on multiple okay. labels. Yeah. yeah. I guess if you, if it was a label for uh, Dilla, it would be like the Slum Village albums. With the, what were they on? I'll sing. Watch I am my, my hip hop disco. <laughs> we got. Because uh, uh, I want to say Electra, but I don't think disco. that's correct. <laughs> I love that you're just singing. What's your capital? They're on Capitol Records. With oh, the yes. Yeah. Yes. Dilla, you can't attribute Dilla to a single label. No, no, no. I That was not my intention. I'm just yeah. making that correction. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm not coming for anyone's neck. I know. He I'll, put I'll, out multiple I'm instrumentals on multiple <laughs> labels and then also produced for multiple artists on multiple labels. So you can't give him a label. No, you're right. Label number three, I guess, would be Electra Records. Yeah. Because, like, they had all the 90s shit. Mm. That was like good. What's also, your, like, what's your, favorite, <laughs> what's, your, what's your favorite good '90s stuff? All the '90s shit that was good. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting late. Um, uh, I think Busta was on Electra. Yes, Busta was yeah. definitely on Electra. Also, like, they have the distinction of having MF Doom and Busta on the same track. Yes, they pulled Busta from yeah. Leaders of the New School to put him on Electra. Yeah, only him. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> oh man, I mean, yeah, we're never gonna get that Charlie Brown album we sold. Oh we my deserved. god, <laughs> I was being nice. Hey, fam, that's my three. And Miss Al Boogie. Um, so it's already been said, but one of mine is Cash Money. Um, but I'll add reasons that we haven't spoken of yet. Uh, Drake would not be who he, he is today if not for Cash Money Records, uh, signing him in all of his accents. And then... (laughs) (laughs) I just find all his accents so interesting. Um, As well as, I'd like to point out that Juvenile's Back That Ass Up came out in the 99-2000s and has not left 
nope. as an earwig yet. And nope. if you had told me that when I was a kid, that this song would be around for me to enjoy for such a duration of time, I would not have believed it. You're lying. No, I'm serious. No, I didn't realize. I absolutely knew that back that ass up would be in the Smithsonian. You're incredible. Because... Like growing up down in like for a lot of Miami and dancing to that kind of music, it always would always be kind of downplayed in kind of the scope of hip hop culture overall. So the fact that it is so embedded in the entire kind of like quilt or like landscape, I find I'm, it gives me great pride. Um, and I like both the edited version and the dirty version. They both <laughs> have great lyrics. Use a big fine woman is in the edited version. So I love that. Oh, they pulled the Wu Tang and like recorded a separate clean version. Oh, yo, I missed those that days. That radio I era, they recorded days. a separate clean version that would be just yeah. as creative as the original cuss version. And I would love both. When I was younger, I had seen children mobilize for back that ass up at bar mitzvahs i'm not and i'm I was not, like oh this this is gonna be around i'm not arguing against this you are prophetic oh. <laughs> like you saw it better than i did congratulations i had no Shucks. idea <laughs> yeah um, also the uh first great little wayne verse right that is just a bunch of syllables <laughs> well little wayne started when he was a preteen that on cash true. money um, regardless of business acumen or whatever it is, or not paying people or not or being scary or not, they made an impact. Um, my second favorite, even though I'm kind of cheating, they technically didn't have mostly rappers on their label, but their actual rappers were the biggest on the label, and that's Lil Face. Tony Braxton's my favorite rapper. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> they put out TLC... Outcast, Goody Mob, Outcast came out with all of their albums pretty much on the face and then Arista, Arista, however you say it. TLC, Left Eye, you have not stopped hearing Left Eye's rhymes literally since TLC came out, whether she's been alive or dead. And Outcast and Goody Mob, mostly Outcast, like have put out such tremendous Southern hip hop albums that I can play over and over and over again. And then it also begat that kind of like organized noise, dungeon family, production crew, like without that label, I wouldn't have been able to hear any of that stuff that I love. And then I also included Def Jam, both its original state to probably about like 99, 2000. That's about 15, 16 years. Um, just the fact that original, original OG, I'm really into old school, like were you at the party I'm seeing and then you got a record deal stuff I still love that stuff I mean it was before I existed but I love it the fact that Def Jam made an impact on radio and could bring hip-hop to all of us who didn't live in New York um that was a big deal and what else is great about Def Jam They reshaped hip the sound of hip hop several times. They shaped and reshaped, yeah, definitely. Whether it was just like the drum machines they were using, whether it was super sped up samples, and whether it's just, you know. And all of these labels have signed great and terrible acts. They've had flops too. Yes. But uh, their great acts transcend and live on in the Smithsonian. Oh, wait. Def Jam had video games. Yes. I don't care about that. 
That's was because awesome. There are, that was. Yeah, I don't care about that. That you was don't the. Have to. That's the only time <laughs> that I've ever seen Joe Budden actually beat somebody up. <laughs> Yo, this this Joe Budden slander got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The thing is, is that you know he laughed too. He got to tone it down. He laughed too, though, wouldn't he? He laughed too. I mean, you're right, but <laughs> oh man. So, Wait, can I swap oh, one of mine out? No, but can I just oh, say one okay. more thing about LaFace? I'm sorry. The other, another uh, group that was signed to LaFace was B-Rock and the Biz. They made the song, That's Just My Baby Daddy. That has not left my ears ever since it came out. Huh. Um, and they sampled Best of My Love. Is that by The Emotions? It's a really good song. I'm sick and tired, girl. You about to get fired, girl. Best, one of the best call and response songs there are. What's up? Right. So taking Stone's Throw out of the top three, replacing <laughs> it with Loud Records. Oh, Here's good for my you. reason why. Wu-Tang. Yep. Alcoholics. Yep. M.O.P. Yep. Pete Fire! Rock. Yep. Mob Deep. Dead Prez. You win. 3-6. Mafia. Same <laughs> label. <laughs> the same label. And those are like a lot of their stamina albums on that, so... I'm giving it up to Steve Rifkind. Um, on to mine. I am going to agree with the Def Jam choice for another reason in that Def Jam gave all their major artists their own labels. Think of all the subsidiaries that were attached to Def Jam. Gilla House. Does it... <laughs> Fuck y'all, new rappers. He's so much better than you. Keep going. Yes, true. You're gonna hold it down for Jersey <laughs> and Newark, aren't you? Yo, my man got in better shape now than he was when he was in his 20s. My man could like now, all of them do. Uh, like every, every live show still better than yours. That's fair. Desert Storm, Disturbing the Peace, Good Music, Murder Inc., Rough Riders, Violator. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then like consider. Consider they had Def Jamaica, Def Jam South that still has We The Best on it, Island Records. They gave a, a, a label to to Junior Gong, Damian Marley. <laughs> Never know what kind of talent he'll find. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Rihanna on Island Def Jam for a while? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> her and her forehead. <laughs> oh, you ain't right. That's not right. Her forehead is iconic now. She's okay. beautiful. Yeah, it was. It was a punchline for a while. She had the longest bang in history. Bangs that shit important. was massive. Anyway, look. And um, the as far as I'm concerned, the most important subsidiary out of Def Jam in my second pick, Rockefeller Records. You know, if you heard last last week, that label was one of the was one of the ones that changed the game forever. Founded by Dame Dash, Jay Z, and Biggs Burke, they birthed artists that are still legends in this day and age besides the most obvious one kanye west and they at, told you to wear a jersey to wear a throwback jersey backwards and then go wear a pink polo shirt at some point beanie siegel who didn't had his, who then had his own imprint state property attempted to give an imprint to cameron and the diplomats 
but also in uh yeah rock la familia which was uh, i don't exactly still know it to this day what it really was <laughs> <laughs> but but a dope compilation album <laughs> r.i.p a bell yo she didn't want to do she, it anymore she didn't die she her career <laughs> Then he should say R.I.P. the career of Emil. All right, Rest in pen. These things can get around the Kane Marco. They also, and again, this was because uh, Dame Dash was either a visionary or a madman, did take hip hop to that next level in business with their partnerships, with their their purchases and their investments into the spirits industry, into film, and they have two. Cla- black classic or classic <laughs> movies with paid in full and killer season i don't think killer season was a part of the rock films but paid in full and stay property and my third one uh which is possibly a curveball to some but i am going to go with rap a lot records no that's not a curveball to me it, yeah, yeah you only no, let me have for me list. for me for them to yeah, for anybody list. that knows I, me to i not wanted realize. to include them in my three but i only had three. uh and that's probably because i spent this that, that time growing up in houston and to see how they owned that city but actually delving they into their into their history jay prince had started that um, label in 1985. They're only a year younger than Def Jam. Mm-hmm. They've had some of the most widely respected artists in the game. Bushwick Bill, Ghetto Boys, <laughs> um, the UGK, Bushwick Bill, and Willie D have released their their albums. Scarface as well. Do or Die, Face Mob. They still release it. Now they have that YBN, that little one of those little kids, the YBN kids. Gotta keep doing it. He continues to be relevant in hip hop. His cosign of Drake, or his protection of Drake, whichever one you want to call it, is what keeps that <laughs> that man alive sometimes. Drake got him on payroll? <laughs> Absolutely. For real. Because, boy, whew, I was so ready. For them to be self-made, they have not partnered with any major uh, label. They've always had just distribution deals. They've done all the work themselves and have been relevant this entire time. But oh, moving forward, it seems that we are going to discuss... Cash Money and Def Jam, primarily. I think that was the... That was the... Um, Cash Money and Def Jam? Okay. And I'm going to go with Def Jam. Over, the, over Cash Money? Hell yeah. Oh, is that is that even a debate? I mean... I'm in ca- agreement with that. Yeah. Cash Money, It there's too much wrong going on. I mean, there's wrong going on at Def Jam. There is too, but like... They uh, starving. You know, uh, we're not gonna do this right now. <laughs> but but not yo, but not even that. Can this be part two? Is that the, the sloppiness of Def Jam? The is that a, is that I, a future? I, I, I think I, I think uh, Cash Money is a curious case. Cash Money is definitely a curious yeah, case. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, stay tuned to that one. You have a question: Rap a lot records versus No Limit. You, I was uh, thinking about rap a No lot. Limit. I'm actually going. I'm actually going No Limit. Oh. No Limit had an icon like. The Those deal that Master covers. P had with Universal was was it Universal? I, I don't um, know the distro with them. The deal that he had, where he he had ownership of all the creative work that he had, and get, got a massive payoff. They yeah, became Universal. they were the standard. Rockefeller and and um, Cash Money 
were imitating Master P. Silk the Shocker had a career. And in a movie career. That's because one of, the, of Master That's P. one of the most frustrating things in my entire life. When people talk about how terrible rap is now, I point to Silk the Shocker <laughs> and say, Oh, you we mean all you point to No happen. Limit Records? I mean, there was also Dragon. First off, Dragon could rap, okay? Dragon had became a gimmick by the time he was really putting it. I don't care. I had to sit so through going, Silk the Shocker rapping offbeat to like a 95 BPM song, dog. Bad like, no. or visionary? Trash. Exactly. All of the trash. Like, fam, there could be a garbage strike outside. He'd still end up in a landfill. That's how trash he was. Bomb. He's the father of, of mumble rap. Silk face. It no, seems. no, no, not mumble rap. But there is there is this whole wave of offbeat rappers like T Grizzly. And you could probably and point to Silk a little bit. Listen, that's... Quite frankly, we're getting all over the nation right now. <laughs> Silk the Shocker <laughs> was a visionary. Yo, you about to start calling this month the rap god like Ja Rule. And I'm Let's like, so we forget oh. Murder, Inc. I wanted us to forget Murder, Inc. I'm glad yeah. none of you brought yeah. it up. Y'all will not disrespect. <laughs> Y'all will not disrespect Murder, Inc. Thank you all for never mentioning me. I finally figured out why you fuck with Ja Rule so hard, though. You I'm trying trolling? to get tickets to Fire Festival too? Because I'm trolling. You trying to get that bungalow? The original one. The original one with the actual models there. That, that they based. That they based the promo that video. The <laughs> promo video. They could only fit. They could only fit ten people at that festival. Dude, did you? I saw that documentary. Okay. So both was, of them. Was there was a whole bunch of. I watched both. Loser-looking motherfuckers up in that yeah. bungalow. Not to mention this, his app is coming out too. Yeah, he's still well, dedicated because he's still yep. free and he's still interested in making sure. Thank that you for saying he's young, still free. Yeah, because I have a thing about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's already done his time from tax evasion. He's back. Well, he need to do it for fire festival now. <laughs> he was too. He no. was bamboozled. All right, so it seemed like it's an easy, uh, easy choice. Def Jam is iconic. The name, the the legacy, is untouchable when it comes to hip-hop even with how people might feel about it today that history is undeniable we salute you and we salute all the independent labels out there too man shout to duck down shout to jamala shout to you know uh 300 300 300 they got that lyric that jam was once independent also raucous in oh, oh raucous which is actually still out here Rock anyway, Rockets people 50. that use two tricks. Oh my two goodness! Sticks. And so, <laughs> I, and, and so, but we're so very interested in your opinion. What do you think? Uh, did we uh, miss acknowledging one? We certainly did, but we definitely want to get your input on this discussion. What you think is the uh, most important rap label of all time? Miss Al Boogie, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Where can our audience find you and uh, follow you and probably argue with you about some of your opinions? <laughs> I'm happy to argue about some of my opinions. Uh, it's spelled M-I-S-S-A-L-B-O-O-G-I-E. That's on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud. Am I excluding anything? Bandcamp. 
And you're available on all digital streaming platforms. I am available on digital streaming platforms. You just can't argue with me there. You can only listen to me. You argue with Boogie, you argue with me too. So ask yourself if you I argue with you. So how does that work? Yeah, but there's love between you and me. I I do love somebody out of window over you. Is your ping account still active on iTunes? Is my what? Ping. This is a super deep cut. Oh God, Nelson. So I can't hang with you. And we certainly hope to hear from you. You can follow us on our social media at HKL Podcast on both Instagram and Twitter and the Heart Not Life Podcast on Facebook. We know you got to live this Heart Not Life and we hope you make it look easy. Until next time. Peace.